This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. You've got a green flag. Here's Nick. Welcome to this week's show. We are locally created, nationally celebrated, from the northwest to the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. Uh, If you have a throttle, we'd love to feature it on the show. On air, online, on mobile, or on smart speaker, this is our auto expert. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen, and uh, we don't have a title for Megan. What we call you? Travel Megan. Travel Mum Megan. Yeah, sure. Mummy Travels Megan. Uh, Megan from mummytravels.net. You can, of course, follow us on social media at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, where all of our articles, TV segments, radio shows, and social media is placed. Uh, Megan, your 18-year-old son, is ready to buy his first car with much assistance from his mother. Yes, um, I <laughs> a went lot shopping. Of I went shopping with him. Does he listen to the show, by the way? Sometimes. Okay, so we shouldn't say negative stuff then. Sometimes I play it back to them when it goes on to, into the podcast <laughs> to see if they think it's funny. Okay, are they your funny measurer? Yes, and they judge me hard. So. Okay, well, I, I judge you hard, too. Um, your son and I went shopping with his girlfriend. Yep. And we went shopping for a new car. Um, well, not you. New to him. New to him. Used. A new car to him. Uh, it was it was interesting trying to suck his opinion out of him. <laughs> because Noah is a definitely a B personality. Very quiet doesn't talk i mean you say he talks a lot but you're the only one that experiences that that's true uh with car shopping it was like what do you think now what do you think now what do you think now um yeah what come on now what do you think um yeah (laughs) really the only one he came home talking about that y'all test drove was a tiguan i can't remember was it he didn't yes he didn't like the bmw x5 he didn't like Mm -hmm. the steering and that sort of thing but that's what i was trying to get out of him like what didn't he like about it so i could gauge you would like this car or you would like this car that type of thing the tiguan i think was a, a good buy i also sent you a jeep renegade by the way that i found online oh i think that i missed I, that i didn't oh see a jeep it renegade. looks like a really good buy i love the renegade uh, he really a, likes the look of jeeps in general it's very square um you should pull it up on the computer you probably can't see you have a computer pull it up on a computer jeep renegade um i think noah would like it a lot and it was within your price range i think it was like Within, I think your price range is fifteen hundred, fifteen thousand dollars. I think it was like sixteen, which we, you know, and it also comes from a dealership that I know, so I could, um, you know, I could do a little swangling. You could use your charm. I could use my wit, my charm. There you go. The problem is, is that is two hours away. No, no, no. Two hours to pick that up. Right, but the the company would probably ship it down here. I know, I'm just but, saying. Where, but could you have a company ship something and then you test drive it and you're like, no, never yeah, mind. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'd have another one in the fleet. Yeah, that's probably true. So I think the Renegade is a good choice for him because it's a little vehicle. It's great on gas mileage. It's very capable. We took it at Mudfest. Mm-hmm. The Renegade did the extreme course, which only the extreme 4x4s were able to do. The Renegade kicked backside on it that did. course. I love that did car. really well. The other car I've been thinking about is the Fiat 500X 
which is their sort of off-road, is the same as the Renegade. They're the same, mm. a lot of the same stuff as the Renegade. Anyway, I know we get into this. We shouldn't talk about cars. We should talk about the experience of buying the cars. And It's a hard um, experience. It is. The thing with Noah is he told me he doesn't like the roundy SUVs. Right, and they're all round. That's and I was like, what is that? He goes, well, the more modern SUVs. He likes more. He, I mean, every time he sends me a car that is not stimulated by you, it's always like an Audi TT or a Mustang. <laughs> or a, I'm like, oh, he's such an 18-year-old boy. He was like, <sighs> he's still trying to negotiate the Mustang. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and he found a screaming deal on a Mustang. And he's like, well, I'll pay for my insurance. No, it's a no, son. Like, I'm not buying a Mustang. <laughs> yeah, he seems to think that you're actually going to give in to that one. I mean, what I, does he use to manipulate you into making decisions that he wants? Nothing, because I, I just don't. He, he, like a girl would batter her eyelids. Yeah, he's not going to bat his ass at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like He might try and reason with me or, you know, he's like, well, what if I pay for more of it? Or he doesn't. He doesn't seem like a good debater. No, probably not. No. God, my son is. Is he? Oh, did, did Stephen like? Uh, did your decision get pushed by Steve? Like he he made you change your your mind about things when he bought his first car. No. Oh, I see. Why well, you sound like Megan? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. He wanted a Camaro. He told me what he wanted, and, and he got I one. got him a watered down version. <laughs> of the Camaro. Yes, it was a Camaro, but there's a force on the Mustang. Maybe you could get that. Maybe a four-cylinder Mustang yeah. would work for him. Well, that's what we were looking at. It's the Eco... EcoBoost. Four, and it's a four-cylinder, so... But I'm like, what's the point of getting a Mustang if it's not got the... A V6? Or... He's an 18-year-old boy. It's... You don't be saying things like that to him. A V8 Mustang. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but if I'm going to drive it, too... Oh, well, I want to drive around a four-cylinder Wait Mustang. a second. You're going to drive it, too? No, almost never, but right. still. <laughs> you know, my dad has a minivan which has three rows in it for the very same reason that once every two years, my sister comes for a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he still that's has. Cute. That's why the minivan is still parked in his driveway. That's the thing. My dad drives this great big Yukon, and it's just him and my stepmom. I'm like, why did you buy this great big Yukon? He's like, well, if y'all come to visit. I was like, man, we haven't been out here in two years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually cheaper to rent a car. Than it is to uh, to actually have one in your driveway. You could rent one for three weeks. Exactly. Mind you, you always want to rent around the holiday. That's sometimes where it's a hundred dollars a a day rental. Ugh, yeah. Um, I I rented a car in Hawaii for three days. It was three hundred fifty bucks. Oh, well, that's completely different <laughs> because in Hawaii, if they run out of cars, you get the Mustang. You get the. I always get the Mustang. I got the Mustang. I wanted a Jeep Wrangler. I got a Jeep Wrangler the last time I was in Hawaii. Yeah, I, I should have like, got a Jeep Wrangler. I was so excited. I was going to offer it in Kauai, and then I had to sign all the stuff swearing I wouldn't offer the car. I was like, gosh, dang it. That's the only reason I rented the Jeep Wrangler. All right. So how close are we to getting Noah a car? No closer than we were two weeks ago. I feel I failed you. No, you haven't failed me. It's just it's a hard decision. I mean... Because, like, when he's looking at an Audi, I've never been in an Audi, so I'm like, no, we can't buy one of those. I don't yeah, know anything about it. Uh, Audis are amazing vehicles when they're brand new, but I would hate to think of someone buying an older Audi yeah. that had to do the repairs on them. When he has right. a $3,000 repair bill, which would have cost him 300 in something else, he's going to be crying back to you. That's half the price, you know, of how much he put in for the car. Mercedes oh, is kind of the same way. They're really expensive to repair. It, oh, yeah. Older ones. When I they get yeah, to even let him look at a Mercedes. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. 
um, I keep going back to if you're going to buy an, a car that he's looking at in that price range, we are looking at something along the lines of a Japanese car, a Nissan, a Toyota, a Honda, well, those type of things. And what's super tough is, you know, we look online, but then we go to test drive it and the car is like completely trashed out, yeah. but it looked great in the pictures. Welcome to car shopping. That's why you listen to our auto expert. <laughs> uh, coming up, we'll continue this conversation plus more good stuff in the show. Stand by. Our auto expert continues. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome back to the show. Catch up with previous episodes of Our Auto Expert at the website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see our automotive videos, and read inside car stories about your next ride. You'll find them at ourautoexpert.com. Megan and Jen in the studio with us here. Uh, Megan, recently there was a whole bunch of women got together to talk cars. Yeah, so we have an event every other year called Hills and Wheels. And it's for female automotive journalists, bloggers, uh, female PR people in the car industry. Uh, they had some female engineers there. Like the woman that designed the Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid is a, a female engineer. So she kind of talked us through the car. and So it's just a really neat event because, like we've said before, there are not a lot of women in the automotive industry. So it's really neat to get together and network and see, see each other because our paths don't cross that often. So. Why, why aren't there that many women? You know, I don't know. I think that is going to be a, a slowly changing, you know, changing Landscape. thing. Well, I mean, you think in engineering, there's a lack of women, too. So, I mean, there's just certain the chief engineer. You still. just told me the chief engineer of Pacifica is a woman. Right. I know the chief engineer of the Equinox is a woman. We've had a bunch of chief engineers on here. It seems like women have no trouble raising to the top. It's just that the volume of women seems to be less. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I think it's going to grow every year. So, I mean, that event two years ago was so much smaller than it was this year. I couldn't believe how many women, it was double easily. So it was really neat to see, but yeah. So we have the opportunity over the course of two days to drive a whole bunch of different cars. Um, You get about 30 minutes in each car. So some of them were, you know, sports cars. They had a uh, Chevy Corvette. That was fun. And then there was an Aston Martin. Is this ZL1? It was, yeah. Yeah, it was the ZR1. Um, didn't and you had a good time riding that? And I had a wonderful time riding in that. I I love driving that car. So they had an Aston Martin DBS uh, Super Leggera. Super Leggera, yeah. Leggera, okay. Yeah, that's so. the that's the the supercar. That's the awesome. I went mm-hmm. to I drove that in Germany. In fact, interestingly enough, uh, the place they took us in Germany to drive that. I was looking up at the cliff top behind me, and I was going, I I recognize that building. Where, where, I'm in the middle of Germany. How can I reckon? Ah, oh, it was Hitler's eagle's nest. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> like, nice choice of location. Yeah. But the car was amazing. Moving yeah. on. And the car was amazing to drive. It was just in a strange location. The one I drove had this, like, gorgeous red leather interior. And that is hand-stitched by one person. And that person, yeah. it takes 50 hours, yeah. up to 50 hours to stitch that. What I think is incredible there is that the people that build that car can look at a car five years later and tell you which person stitched the seats. They can recognize the seats. Oh, yeah, and they can tell if it's left-handed or right-handed. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's just crazy. So, But there were a lot of – there were other cars there. I mean, we had a Nissan Altima there. There was a GMC Sierra Denali. So I saw the new uh, six-way tailgate. Mm, yeah, that's cool. With yeah. the step? Yeah. Yeah, with the step. Yeah. 
I, I like it. I know not everybody likes it, but I thought it was really cool. The one I drove actually had a speaker in the tailgate. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were, you know, tailgating at a football game or whatever, you could have the, the stereo going. So um, the Jetta GLI was there, yeah. the Autobahn. That uh, that car is going to be at the Run to the Sun event. Yep. Oh, fun. That's a super fun little car. Yeah, it, it's basically a Jetta on steroids. Yes. So it's super fast, super well, super great handling. It sort of has more of the Audi DNA. I mean, VW hate me to say this, but it has some sort of Audi A4 DNA in it too, nice. which is kind of cool. They had one of my favorite cars there. They had the uh, Dodge Durango SRT. Yeah, well, who doesn't love that? <laughs> uh, does that, that? Was it just the uh, the 500 horsepower or was it the 707 horsepower? You know what? I didn't. I actually didn't get in a chance to drive it, so I'm <sighs> not sure. Uh, that was an opportunity missed, let me tell mm-hmm. you, because Jen had been under the hood of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amazing vehicle, especially the rear-wheel drive and the amount of power. What was your favorite drive out of the vehicles? Oh, by far it was the Corvette. Was it? Mm-hmm. I never saw you as a Corvette girl. You know, it it's funny. Gen thing. It, it's not my first time <laughs> driving a Corvette, but this time I just loved it. I mean, it just handles so well. It sounds so, like, mean and gritty and... I mean, just it's such a powerful vehicle. I mean, it's just an amazing drive experience. I so think. What was the event like? What did you do? Uh, you know, we kicked off in the morning. Um, the different uh, gals from the manufacturers would get up and talk, and so we got kind of a, a briefing. Presentation. Yeah, we had different presentations, and then we were released to drive. So I had the same drive partner for two days, and we just tried to drive as many cars as we could. So we spent anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour in one of the cars. So who's your drive partner? Uh, Liza, Liza Morales, uh-huh. XOXO Liza. Yeah, I know her well. Yeah, she's super fun. So she's a Latina blogger, and she's just she's got this huge personality, and we just had a really good time. She's kind of like a Betty Boop in a sense too, with the big red lips, and she's always she wears her heart sunglasses, yeah. and yeah, she's super fun. So super savvy. She does a lot of car events. We we actually we met for the first time at a car event many years ago. Right at a Ford event. Right. Is, do you think there's more lifestyle women uh, in automotive than there is uh, women who Because I see very few hardcore engineering women. A lot of these, the sort of women in cars are more lifestyle. Um, there's very few women who will sort of get under the hood and talk about horsepower and that sort of thing. There's, <coughs> there's even less of those women. I would agree with that. I would- uh, apart from you, Jen, <laughs> getting dirty stares from across the room. No, it's true. It's very true. And a lot of women, you know, are ha- happy to talk about lifestyles and car usage. You know, 80% of car transactions in the United States of America only take place under the given sanction of a woman. So husbands will say, yes, they want this car, but it has to be approved by their partner. Well, and a so. lot of, I mean, I know you and I look at cars very different. So that's what's been interesting about you helping Noah car hunting because I'm looking at it completely different than you are. And, you know, I look at something, I'm like, that that looks pretty good. And you're like, that's that's going to cost way too much to fix. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like the mean budget dad. I thought it had like killer lumbar support. So I was like, yeah, this one, you know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I told uh, several of the dealers when we went car shopping, you know, when Noah calls at 2 o'clock in the morning from a gas station 20 miles from his apartment in uh, at, at school and says – my car's broken down, it's going to be their responsibility to get him home. Well, that would be ideal, but I don't know if that's, you know, actually going to happen. Well, but I need I need them to understand if they sell him a car, it can't break down. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, I think he would do great with it. A, gr- a great vehicle to own, first of all, is a Tiguan. You know what? He really liked it. I like Volkswagen. So another brand I like is Kia. I just was in a Kia Forte EX. Uh-huh. I spent about a week in it driving around Texas. Um, it was the 2019 model, and I felt like it was really different from the year before. It's got way more technology on it. Um, they, it's comfortable too. It, it it is super comfortable. In fact, my mom was with us part of the time, so some of the time I had all three kids in the back row, and they were totally fine. I mean, they weren't thrilled because they were touching each other, but <laughs> you know, it wasn't it wasn't miserable. Let's put it that way. And it had it had air in the back, which is pretty crucial for any time you're going to put kids in the back. But um, one of the safety features that really startled me was um, I was coming off the highway, and I guess the car sensed that the car in front of me was going to stop. That car came to such an abrupt stop. I mean, a complete stop so fast. I could not believe it. I've Did never it had that the, happen. Scare the hebas out of you? It didn't really scare me, but it was shocking. So, I mean, it's cool that it's got that technology on it. I mean, it's going to save a life, but it was still, it was quick. You can actually buy a brand new Nissan Versa for less than $15,000. I don't even know what a Nissan Versa is. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're cute. There's a, a smaller sedan. vehicle. It's kind of like a I mean, it's like not a, a sexy Mustang, and Noah's probably... I mean, he has a girlfriend. Why would he need to uh, want girls to like him? But it has lane departure warning. It has automatic emergency braking as standard with pedestrian detection. Mm-hmm. Has Nissan put the ProPilot technology you on know, that? You can get all of that stuff, uh, similar stuff to that, but then you're up to uh, 18000 Yeah. Okay. So once you start stacking the vehicle up, you're talking about an eighteen, nineteen thousand dollar car with all the extras. Well, the Kia Forte I was driving tapped out at like twenty six thousand. It's fully loaded. Right. I mean, so some of these cars are pretty reasonable. Yeah, I mean, new. you could buy something that's a couple of years old, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and get all those say I mean, safety features. Such a mom thing. Me repair stuff. Such a dad thing. Well, I spent months and months looking for <laughs> a Nissan Rogue, a used re- Nissan Rogue with the ProPilot technology on it, but people are keeping them. Yeah. Oh yeah. They don't want to give them up. Nope. Yeah. Uh, you have to pry them out of their hands. All right. Are you going to be able to get now a new car? A I'm getting exhausted, one? by the way. No, it's a, a new car, period, for him. Not a brand new one. Getting him a, a new car to him. Is it going to happen? Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. Well, does, isn't, Mini has a thing going on right now as far as um, kids in school. The Mini Oxford, yeah. yeah. All right, coming up, more positive. Auto Expert on the show. We're going to do a deep delve into uh, Perry Stern, and we're going to talk about the Porsche and lots more stuff coming up. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Our auto expert continues. Here's your host, Nick Miles. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I'm here with Jen, and we are going to talk about an event which is coming up, which Jen and I have been putting together over the last few months called Run to the Sun. And this is a summer driving event. It's a rally where 24 journalists will get together with 24 different cars and drive over the course of three days, two and a half, Two and a half days, so half yeah. a day, full day, half a day. And it's a rally-style event where uh, we get to drive all these new cars and uh, SUVs, performance and convertibles. And every 20 miles, every 30 miles, we stop and change cars. Um, and Jen's been putting this together. So where is it taking place this year, Jen? Tell us all about it from your side. Who? Well, I'm in charge of the food. <laughs> um, actually, it's and up- the books and other stuff. You're <laughs> yeah. co-chair on yeah, the event. Yeah, co-chair. Um, it's actually at Scamania Lodge this year, um, which is a little different than where we normally have it. So, very excited for a new location. 
Um, uh, so Skamania Stone Lodge is in Stevenson, Washington. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with that, if you're listening in Chicago or Seattle oh, or yeah. you know Portland, it's in Stevenson, Washington. And Washington it's State. beautiful. Uh, up there. in the mountains or the edge of the mountains. Uh, it's uh, a big resort-style hotel. And uh, we will drive out from that resort-style hotel for those two days. Mm-hmm. Everyone will fly into Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then they will get their first car, and we will drive it up to Skamania Lodge. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're looking forward to. You've seen the list of cars, right? You saw. I've got morning. the list open oh, right here. Pow. So I know that. Are you putting together the driving list? Because yeah. I know which one I want to drive first. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess which one? Is it the ZL one? Yes. But, but that's not. It's not going to be necessarily the best route to drive it on from from the airport out to Skamania Lodge. That's the longest route, isn't it? It's uh, mm, no, no. pretty close. <laughs> How about you? What's which one do you want to drive? I'm first? actually excited in driving uh, the Rolls Royce and the Slingshot. I know the Slingshot. That is going to be fantastic. And the Supra, because I want to buy a Supra. And mm-hmm. the RCF Track Edition. Yeah, there's Lexus a lot RCF of good Track ones to pick so, from. So let's re- read the cars off. Read the cars off? Yeah. Ford Expedition. No, uh, no, 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 the Explorer, Explorer ST. Explorer ST. So this is the performance version of the Explorer. Uh, and the ST, of course, is the Ford sort of racing division. Uh, I have driven the Ford Explorer ST, and it is worthy of a performance badge. Really? It is hot. It is fast. It is fun. And it'll allow you to break the law. Oh, we got the Dodge Challenge. Or, God, I can't even talk today. Challenger wide body. That's yeah, going to so be exciting. Yeah, wide body of it's, it's all those extra width on the vehicle mm-hmm. and the extra power. So, Challenger is always fun to drive any day of the week. And um, I think uh, hopefully they'll bring an automatic one. So uh, you know, no, 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 no. Don't mess that up. Um, and the Toyota Supra. The Supra's good. Mm-hmm. What else do we have here? Oh, the Jeep Wrangler. I love the Wranglers. Yeah, the Wranglers are in the soft op as, as well as we have a, a Fiat 124, a Bart. Oh, look um, at that. And, uh, and a Mazda RS, RS, RF. An AMG G63. Yeah, that's the G-Wagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have the... Uh, it's not what I'm driving this week, the G63. I'm driving the regular. Mm. Um, uh, this also has the AMG... Stinger. The, the Stinger GTS. Yes, I'm excited about that. That's going to be a G70 lot of fun. The G70 as well from mm-hmm. Genesis, plus the Mercedes-Benz uh, GT4 door, which is like the Porsche Panamera. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal the Stelvio. Car. Got the Stelvio. Stelvio from uh, from Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun to drive. What else do you like? R type uh, or Type R? So, sorry, yeah. I always say R type. Honda Type R front wheel drive. Yep. Okay. What else do we have? Performance car. Ooh, Thirty five thousand dollars. The 50th anniversary edition of the Z, yes. the 370Z. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, nice coloring too. Really? Yeah. Okay, what else do we have here? Um, we say the Countryman, Mini Countryman, mm-hmm. John Cooper Works Veloster, the Hyundai Veloster N. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fun. The N is again like the Type R performance uh, performance coupe. Yeah, we got a couple from. Uh, oh, we got one from Subaru. That the is the new Legacy XT, which is their kind of performance version of it. Brand new Legacy with that 11.6-inch screen on the inside, too. Yeah. Um, looking forward to driving on that because I haven't mm-hmm. yet. And a couple from Volkswagen. Uh, the Arteon and the GLI. Which I can't the, wait to drive. Yeah, the Arteon actually is one of my favorite cars. It was one of my best buys this year. Really? Too. Yeah. Oh, I can't keep track of you and your cars. <laughs> <laughs> and the Miata. Uh, this is the RF version of the Miata MX-5, as it's actually called now, the Mazda MX-5. It has the retractable hardtop, 
which is kind of cool. RDX. Uh, yeah, Acura RDX. This is their um, A-spec version, their performance version of the RDX, their brand new uh, smaller SUV. A lot of fun to drive. Yeah, we got a lot of good cars here. I think we got them all, didn't we? Uh, yeah, probably. There's a Rolls-Royce coming. There's a Slingshot coming. There's quite a few. Uh, this year, there will be five categories as well. Uh, sedan, performance car, performance SUV, convertible, and overall winner. So, looks really tough this year. I don't know. I think that slingshot's in for a run. <laughs> uh, coming up, more our auto expert. We'll talk to Perry Stern about the brand new Porsche a Hybrid, the Cayenne. And uh, this, my friends, is an SUV with some sporty, very dynamic driving processes on it. So if you want to find out about that, how it could be in your garage, that's all coming up on our auto expert. You're listening to our auto expert. It's our auto expert with Nick Miles. Welcome back to our auto expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at the website. It's ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see our automotive videos, and read inside the car stories about your next ride. You'll find them all at ourautoexpert.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and start a conversation with us right there. I'm happy to answer all your car questions. Another person that's happy to answer all our car questions is Perry Stern. Uh, Perry also writes for Our Auto Expert, and you can see his work on MSN Autos. Perry, you got the chance to drive a Porsche Hybrid Cayenne. Uh, is this still a real Porsche, even if it's a hybrid? It is. Uh, you know, it, you know, when people hear hybrid, I think a lot of people think Prius. Uh, this is about as un-Prius as a hybrid can be. Uh, Porsche is real. I mean, it's a Porsche hybrid, so it's all about performance. But you still get the efficiency of a hybrid, too. So they have a couple different versions that have come out. Uh, there is the, I guess you call it base model if you want, uh, the Cayenne e-hybrid, which is a plug-in hybrid. You get about 21 miles of electric driving only. And then you've got a six-cylinder engine combined with a pretty powerful electric motor for amazing performance. I mean, you're talking over 500 horsepower out of this car. Who uh, who buys these vehicles? Is it the affluent? Is it the earth healthy? Who's who's the biggest audience for these uh, Porsche hybrids? I think it's probably more affluent. I mean, even the you know the more basic model, which is you know, like you said, the e hybrid, which is actually about four hundred and fifty horsepower, it starts at eighty thousand dollars. Well, I mean, that is not an inexpensive car. <laughs> That's a bit of a sticker shock if you think what else costs $80,000 these days. You can get yourself into some high-end Mercedes for that sort of same price. This is true, but, I mean, the, the Cayenne brings a lot to the table. So you've got, you know, all told 455 horsepower and a ton of torque because it's an electric motor that's providing a lot of the power. But it has different modes. So, for example, if you're at full charge, you can go... 21 miles on as an EV, as an electric car. You can cruise through town uh, perfectly silent, not burning any fossil fuels. You put it in Sport Plus mode, which is the opposite end of the scale, you get all of the power of the gas engine, all of the power of the electric motor, and while it's giving you all this power, it's charging the batteries for the next time you want to drive as an EV. One, and so it's kind of the best of both worlds. One of the things that I always get you know niggled about in some of these uh hybrid electric cars is the fact that zero to 60 miles an hour seems so sluggish how does it do in that department uh i would say it's it's it is appropriate for a porsche 
So the e-hybrid, I believe, goes zero to 60 uh, in under five seconds. Uh, I mean, it is it is quite quick. But if that's not quite quick enough for you, they have a brand new model. Actually, they have a brand new model that's coming out, uh, the Turbo S e-hybrid. So what they've done is they've taken that same hybrid powertrain and they teamed it with a turbocharged V8 engine. And so now, instead of getting, you know, 455 horsepower, you're getting 670. All right. I mean, that, that, that's a huge amount, <laughs> especially in a hybrid. It almost seems ridiculous, that amount of horsepower, uh, to, to get it out of it. When you were on the event, did you get to, uh, you know, sort of do the usual? Did you get to take it on a track? How was the event? Didn't get to take it on the track. We actually were down uh, your neck of the woods. We were down a little further south in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, but we did get to take them on some pretty twisty roads. And while the standard the standard $80,000 e-hybrid is impressive, it's the Turbo S that just blows you away. I mean, it's so quick. It's zero to 60 is three and a half seconds. Uh, it will go, if you have enough space, 180 miles an hour plus. Woo. And it handles like a Porsche. It's, you know, even though it looks like an SUV, I mean, it's got all the space of an SUV. You can get the coupe version, if you like, which is a bit more slope-proof. You know, people think of a coupe as a two-door. Apparently, that definition has now been thrown out the window by everybody. Uh, so now they call the sleeker-looking Cayenne a Cayenne coupe. Uh, and now, Don't ask me why. Now, Porsche also uh, are going a little more than hybrid. They're getting into the full electric vehicle. They have the Taycan coming, which they're announcing uh, in, in the beginning of September. Uh, th- is there going to be a full electric version of this vehicle? They have not made that announcement, and I don't know if that is in the cards, at least in this generation. I mean, the, their very first, like you said, the very first electric car is just coming out now, and I would say that it will work its way through. Interesting thing, though, is when we drove the 911, the brand-new 911 earlier this year, when you look at the way the transmission and engine is set up, it's clearly set up to be able to have an electric motor in there, too. All right, so they redesign it to be able to do that. Uh, this is not their first uh, version of uh, a hybrid vehicle. They, I mean, the Panamera's had hybrid for quite a while. Is it the first time that the Cayenne e-hybrid has had a, had a uh, uh, well, they've had a Cayenne version of the hybrid? Um, it is the first one of this generation. They have had a hybrid before, but they've never had a plug-in hybrid. All right, and so what's the sort of mileage you can do on the electricity alone, um, and how um, you know how far will it go? How long does it take to recharge? So it goes about twenty-one miles on electric only. Uh, they're saying it's at a two-twenty charge will take about two and a half to three hours uh, to get to a full charge. Um, on a one ten, probably take about twice that long. Uh, they haven't announced fuel economy yet, but in the standard e-hybrid, uh, just in you know pretty aggressive driving, we were getting close to 30 miles per gallon. Is there any way to dif- differentiate these vehicles when you uh, look between a regular and uh, the hybrid, or is it just you're looking for a plug-in door? It's it's there's uh, a couple telltale signs you've got green brake calipers all right that's always a giveaway with porsche because they're bright green too they're not just a very subtle green right yes acid green they call it uh (laughs) so that stands out all of the labels are also in green so if you see a cayenne driving down the road and the label is in green in the back uh that's also the telltale but it does have a couple little hybrid logos on it too but at first glance 
it really doesn't look much different than any other Cayenne on the road. Did you notice the ride uh, any different? Um, the ride isn't much different. I mean, than a standard Cayenne, it's uh, you know the one main advantage is you get a full electric mode, which is kind of cool. I mean, to drive a car that's it's not a small car. I mean, it's it easily seats five with a lot of cargo space. I mean, it's a decent sized SUV, and even in electric mode, it's got pretty reasonable performance. It'll go up to 83 miles an hour on electric only. And do you think Porsche are going to sell a lot of these? I think they'll sell a good number of them. I mean, the the hybrid makes more sense, I think, than the gas engine just because you get all that performance that you would otherwise, plus you have the, you know, the fuel efficiency. But, you know, you're talking an 80,000-plus vehicle. The turbo starts at $160,000. So... I mean, think that the price alone is just going to make it so this is not this is not going to sell at the level of a Prius. Let's put it that way. No, I mean it's a completely different audience for this as well. You're looking at an audience that probably much prefers a luxury and performance, definitely on the uh, inside and outside of the vehicle. Uh, one of the things I always look worry about these. Well, first of all, is it going? It's probably going to be made in Germany. Is that right? I believe so, yes. Uh, uh, I don't know that they've made that official announcement, but yes, I would expect so. And these, there's usually a limited number that's available, right? They haven't made any limitation on it at this point. So, I mean, uh, I would imagine they will build as many as people want. They will probably have some special editions that uh, will be limited, but I believe that as many people as want a $160,000 turbocharged hybrid Cayenne, can happen. How, what's the thrill of, of driving a Porsche? Because really, I mean, the, the sports cars, the 911s, is where they're most famous for. But what's the thrill of actually owning a Porsche? It's it's like any not like anything else really. I mean, the 911, of course, is is kind of the benchmark. And I remember the first time I drove a 911, and before I got in, I thought, you know, it's all just a lot of hype. And then you get in, and the steering is just so perfect and so precise, and the car is so perfectly balanced. The Cayenne isn't quite to that level because you're talking about a 5,000-plus you know, pound vehicle. So you know, there's only so much they can do to defy the laws of physics. But given that this, it is a large vehicle, the acceleration is dramatic. Handling is quite good. You know, eventually, if you push it hard enough, physics is going to win, and the mass <laughs> is just going to keep you pushing. But it's got big, wide, sticky tires. It's full-time all-wheel drive. It has torque vectoring, which means it can send power to different wheels depending on what it needs for the best uh, control. So Porsche does everything they can to make this drive as as well as any other high-performance SUV, certainly. One of the exciting things I think the Porsche have managed to do is uh, the technology of their performance. not just about raw power hitting the road, but it's also about refined power hitting the road. Porsche able to do things like know when a car, a surface of a road is wet and have the car adjust its uh, driving to that. They showed that off in the new 911. Also, uh, a lot of technology to make sure that the driver does less work to get better performance out of the vehicle. Presuming that this new uh, the Cayenne is packed with that same sort of technology. It is. In fact, it has some some pretty amazing technology with regard to um, I guess you call it the nav system. They call it InnoDrive. Uh, I assume for innovation, and it's basically an adaptive cruise control that you know. And we've you know basically adaptive cruise control keeps track of the car in front of you. Will also typically keep you in the lane depending on the level of it. 
the one in the in the Cayenne actually uses onboard navigation data and cloud-based information to uh, basically calculate what the route is going to be for the next about two miles and will optimize acceleration, optimize the suspension, and basically make the vehicle set up perfectly for whatever the route is coming up is. I noticed so it's actually reading the road ahead of time. Right. I noticed on the inside of the car, looking at just the design, there is uh, off of the side of the steering wheel, a three-spoke steering wheel with buttons on the right, like phone, uh, hang up and dial, uh, back button. And then on the left-hand side, it looks like your cruise control buttons. But there's also this sort of little round button at the bottom off of the steering wheel that looks like uh, some kind of cruise control. What's that for? Actually, it's the best button ever. Uh, that's the, I believe you're referring to the Sport Chrono. Uh, button and this is where you can dial in the different settings all right so you can put it in e-mode which basically keeps as long as there's battery charge it will not start up the gasoline engine unless you go full throttle when you go full throttle all bets are off it gives you all the power you want but you can also put it in hybrid mode which will be a nice balance it will put it in electric mode whenever it can uh sport mode gives you all the power of the electric motor as well as the motor of the power of the gas engine and then Sport Plus turns everything on to maximum, uh, where it will run the it'll run the engine to give you the best performance at the same time charging the battery, so that while you're driving along having a great time, you're actually charging up the battery for the next time you want to drive in pure EV mode. I think that the best part is the button in the middle, though. Uh, oh, the button wait. in the middle gives. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think you should sell that to Porsche, by the way, and say it's the best button ever. It should be the best button ever button. <laughs> it is the best button ever button, because the best button ever button is the button in the middle, All right. which is the equivalent of turbo boost. When you push that button for, I believe it's about 10, 15 seconds, it gives you as much power as the car can provide. Full maximum torque, maximum electric motor, um, and... I actually used that button in a 911 once the first time I was driving it, and it scared me to death because suddenly we <laughs> shot off like a rocket. Uh, I just – you bring smiles <laughs> to my face, Perry. It's, it's the I need to get away from the cops now button. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Although we all know that that does not work. I just I just have this image of you getting out the house, uh, getting getting to the house and getting out the car, and your your wife being at the front door, and you getting out the car all sweaty, and she's like, "What's wrong, honey?" He goes, "I pushed the best button ever button. Oh, it really scared me." <laughs> Perhaps it's the best ever scary button. I don't know. Uh, Perry, Perry, thanks for joining us to talk about the brand new Porsche Hybrid Cayenne, uh, which is uh, coming to the market soon, and uh, we, we you can read all Perry's stuff at MSN Autos, or of course at our auto expert when we return we're going to be talking about well some more auctions and some really cool elvis cars that are going on sale or one in particular that's going to be up for sale if you happen to have the money that's coming up next you're listening to the our auto expert podcast welcome to the fast lane nick miles is our auto expert so drop it into gear you've got a green flag Here's Nick. Welcome to this week's show, locally created, nationally celebrated from our Northwest studios, from the Northwest to the Southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on mobile, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen. And uh, Megan is here from mummytravels.net as well for the whole show this week. Uh, it's been 
a whirlwind two weeks. I have been traveling everywhere. It started off with the Lincoln Aviator trip. Then it went to Pebble Beach Concord d'Elegance, which is where the rich and famous go. Uh, I managed to sit in Chris Jenner's car. She bought a new Rolls-Royce Cullinan. And then I also went to uh, Ojai, California for the Subaru and Banff, Canada for uh, test driver Volvo. So I'm, I'm pretty dizzy this morning. Uh, have you guys got any Dramamine? Do you know what settled? time zone it is? <laughs> I actually do have some Dramamine. You do? <laughs> is that because you have to sit next to your son while he drive, test drives cars? Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> uh, you should drive with Jen. She's pretty uh, sensible. Thanks. You don't go crazy. You have these big, powerful trucks, mm-hmm. big, powerful cars, mm-hmm. and yet you drive like a mature lady. I've driven mm-hmm. with Jen. Unless She's you make me mad. <laughs> oh, well, there's a red flag. Megan has driven with me. Oh, yeah. When? When uh, was this? We went to a Toyota event where we drove a Toyota Prius all-wheel drive. Ah, uh, Prius. All right, there and you go. And then we also drove the RAV4. Which which RAV4 was it? The Adventure, I'm going to guess. Because you were on ice. The Adventure was there. It was. Were you on ice? We did the Adventure in limit, the Limited. You drove on ice, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. And our instructor hated me. He loved her, hated me. <laughs> no, Is that, that true? the first instructor, the second instructor liked you and hated me. Yeah. Oh, well, as long as the hate is even. Yeah. I guess we're all good. Worked out pretty good. They did spread it around quite well. <laughs> Spreading the hate, <laughs> Megan and Jen. I'd like to emphasize that this was not someone from Toyota that was doing this. Oh, yeah. It was <clears throat> someone else. Yes. All right. Well, that's good. Hang on a second. We're going to turn your, lean up and turn your mic over because you're quiet. Uh, so, car stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed the Lincoln Aviator. Uh, it has some amazing new features, like? including phone as a key. No longer do you need a key. You just have your phone in your pocket. You walk up to the car. It greets you. It kneels, so it lowers itself what? so you can get in. It turns the lights on. The mirrors come out. It welcomes you into its warm, embracing arms. But the coolest feature in this vehicle is the fact that it has a button. And I stress the fact that it has a button on the door on the driver and passenger side. So you can just press it to turn on the seat massages. And why is this amazing? It's amazing because usually you have to get knee-deep through menus to find the seat massaging. (laughs) The second you hit that button on the door, the menu pops up on the center screen, which is, uh, again, incredible because no longer do I have to have numb bum syndrome while I'm driving. (laughs) Hit the button and you get that pulsating, massaging, finger-type feeling. You don't uh, have real problems, Nick. I don't? <laughs> no. Numb bum syndrome is not a real problem? That's not a real problem. If you've ever had to drive like 15 hours in a car. I had to drive 15 hours in a car with would you. Would you have liked to... Ba- oh, that's mini takes a state, so you're talking about. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. Would you have liked yes. a back and, and, and bum massage? Yes, and you refused to give me. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would have been fairly inappropriate. I know. Plus, the car's just too small for that. Um, so a larger car, it would have been fine, I guess. Uh, yeah, it, it's just that's one of the great features. It has so many really cool features. It has this air glide, so it uses the cameras up front to look at the road and see a bump coming up and set the suspension so you don't feel it. I mean, oh that, again, is amazing. That is amazing. Why should your backside be bumped around when the car can then mitigate against numb bump syndrome, against bumps in the road 
again, I can't that, think of a reason why not. No, me neither. Uh, that's the first one. We can continue going. Banff. I went to Banff to drive the new Volvos. Ooh. There was four of them. The new Polestar uh, V60 and XC60. Uh, unbelievable. The XC60 is their wagon. I am back in love with wagon. Well, I was never out I, of love, to be honest. That's you one of my favorite wagons. cars. The X, uh, the V60. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. I drove it down a mountain, and uh, that was amazing. We drove it down a ski hill, Golden Eye, Golden in uh, in in Canada. I know there's a Golden Colorado. There's a Golden Oregon. I off-roaded one of them a couple of years ago. It driving it down the ski really hill well. was great, but I will tell you my hate for cyclists kind of went up a little bit um i didn't realize that you hated cyclists well i don't hate because i like to bicycle occasionally i I have never seen you on a motor bicycle (laughs) what happened was i was driving down the hill and uh, these guys uh they take the cable car up they take the gondola up to the top of the hill and then they come down with their mountain bikes which is great they come really fast they're usually young very fit individuals their cars are kind of somewhat their enemy. So as I'm bombing down the hill, oh, by the way, the speed limit was 12 miles an hour, and I may have been over triple that. As I was bombing down the hill, um, I, you know, the cyclists are coming down on there, or the, the off-road biking mountain bikers are coming down on their track. They may have been a little upset with me for the speed and the dust I was creating. Oops. Yeah, oops. <laughs> uh, you don't know them. It's not no. your problem. Well, they were shouting at me and throwing rocks, but, you know, beside that, <laughs> it was, uh, we were okay. We had a good time. And then uh, Pebble Beach, amazing, uh, got to drive the Lamborghini Huracan Evo Spider, uh, got sunburned. You can probably look at my face right now and see I'm peeling. Uh, I'm still not quite over that sunburn. Got sunburned with a top down, uh, saw the brand new Bugatti. The one that sold the, out at yeah, $8.8 8 million. $8.8 million. Mm-hmm. They only made 10 of them. Yeah. What? To, yeah. yeah. It's uh, an $8.8 8 million dollar car? Yeah, I don't know, like, it's gorgeous. People with money sometimes. Did just, you see the Bugatti? Yes, I, I did from a distance. I saw the new Acura S, the Type S. Yes. Holy hell. Really? That thing is amazing. Oh. That's a car that I could actually afford probably when it comes to market. Okay. You have to uh. tell everybody about the car this morning that we drove in on. Oh, the BMW A8. <laughs> yes. The M850. I wondered if that was your car down there. Yeah. Uh, so I've been driving the M850i X-Drive, this convertible BMW. $100,000. Just saying. That's yeah. the starting price. I'm sure that one's like 120. I haven't actually looked at the price. Uh, we're going to talk about... Well, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, coming up on the show, we've got an absolutely packed show for you, including... Let me look at the uh, the list. We're going to be talking to Kerry Kim from uh, Order, Order by Tell. We're going to have uh, James Hunter on to talk about the XT5. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, IndyCar, IndyCar races and a bunch more. That's all coming up on the show. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles continues. We're going to try a few experiments in, in this segment, swapping our headphone feed over. So if things go wrong, it's all Jen's fault. That is uh, correct. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows and see our automotive videos and read inside stories about uh, your next ride. You'll find us at ourautoexpert.com. All right, let's. Uh, you want me to switch it over now? Yes. That sounds better, see, doesn't that it? Better? But, but um, here's the problem. If I switch that button over... 
and we sound better and we don't sound all echoey. I mean, the, the listener doesn't know we sound echoey. It sounds great to them, right, guys? Yeah, look, look all those hands go up around the country. All I could say is uh, I was right. You were right? I was right. Oh, Jen's always right. I know, never. Um, <laughs> she is one of my favorite people in the world, I have to tell you. I get to spend time with her, uh, driving around uh, when we have events. We always try and ride together, and we sing Queen in the car together. Kerry Kim is from Order by Tell. She joins us on the phone to talk about the 2020 Nissan Versa. Kerry, have you missed me? I have. Oh. I really have, Vic. <laughs> I miss you so much, and then I tease you on Facebook, and then you tell me off publicly. <laughs> I love her hair. She, She's got cute hair. Th- there is nothing that oh, isn't wonderful about you. Carrie. I know. She is <laughs> one of the most wonderful individuals uh, in the world. Um, just to let you know, Carrie's husband, Ed, works uh, for another big uh, automotive uh, publication. And um, Carrie uh, was looking at a dog, and she said, Ed's not kind of into it. And so I publicly shamed him on Facebook. Did you get the dog? Carrie, did you get the dog? We're going to go look at him today. Okay. Wow. Ed Kim, I'm going to give out your phone number if you don't let Carrie have the dog. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about other things before we get ourselves too deep in the weeds and into trouble. We drove the 2020 Nissan Versa together in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. First of all, Nashville is the U.S. home of Nissan, so it was in their backyard. But I have to say, so... A little bit of history about this car before we get into talking about it with Kerry. This vehicle was the cheapest sedan in America. Uh, they, I guess we should say the most economical or least expensive. They've upped the price considerably by a couple of grand for this episode, uh, this, this version of the car, the 2020 version. Kerry, is it worth it? I think it is. I really do. Um, you know, the thing is with today's cars, all the safety technology that's available It's really important, and people tend to gloss over that, and I think adding that technology in and kind of baking it in so people don't have to look at it as an option and a way to spend more by just having it available at the base level, I think it really makes it worth it. Does anybody really buy a base car? Because this is my argument. So you go, oh, it starts at $12,500, but the truth is, do people really buy the cars? I mean, I know Mercedes accidentally a dealer ordered a base Mercedes-Benz, an A-Base S-Class, and and they couldn't do anything with it because nobody's <laughs> going to buy a base car, right? So do people, even though they say it starts at twelve dollars or $14,000, does anyone really pay a, buy a base car? I mean, apart from city municipalities who probably buy base cars, does anyone really buy them? I, you know, I would have to look at some data, but I actually think that in this segment that they do buy the base model. I mean, you know, you're looking at these cars as, you know, affordable modes of transportation. And, you know, in this segment, in the compact segment, I really think people are looking at at the base price and, and giving it a chance. Yeah, and, and, and now they have a reason to buy the base vehicle because it comes with so many awesome options, doesn't it? Oh, so not, yes, not options, I guess, right. standard features, I should say. <laughs> what kind of standard right. features? Yeah, Carrie, tell us what you liked about the standard <laughs> features. Well, I really like that big touchscreen that you get. Um, you know, right away you feel like you're not in some econo box rental. You know, it looks really nice. The infotainment is really easy to use. The touchscreen is responsive. So I was impressed with that right off the bat. I think you have just found a title that I should have used in my review. Not your average econo box rental. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, you know how it is. You know, we've all been in those cars before where you're just like, okay, there's four wheels and a steering wheel. I guess I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing you should say about that is uh, I took my spouse to Hawaii for uh, a birthday and I rented a Mustang convertible. Yeah, it was basically a four wheels and a steering wheel with a top that came down. That's what you got. It was, yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing. I mean, it was a GT, so it means that it was the powerful engine, the V8, but it was pretty depressing. Uh, exterior features of the car, they beefed up the design of the 2020 Nissan Versa and made it look kind of sexy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't think it's sexy. <laughs> I think that the inside efforts were much better than the exterior. I mean, you got to give it a break. It is a huge improvement over the outgoing model. But um, I don't know. I, just my personal opinion, the proportion, they're really trying to stay at that same design language of their bigger sedans like the Altima and the Maxima. But mm -hmm. it's, the Versa just looks so scrunched up. <laughs> the proportions are a little off. Do you think so? I, I think the back, the trunk is a bit short. Um, but apart from that, I think uh, the bulbous sort of hood and fenders are much better than the usual square. I mean, there's so much bad metal in that segment. And there's so many yeah. cars. I mean, I hate to pick on them, but the Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi Mirai, oh, hell no. <laughs> it, it, I mean, oh, hell no. I mean, I guess it's inexpensive at $12,000, but hell no. Why? It's yeah. It's no a three-cylinder engine. That's oh, the start. Enough said. I drove it from Carmel to San Francisco. The Mirai, uh, the Mirage, Mirage, not Mirai, Mirage. And um, I had my foot on the hill. floor. Yeah. <laughs> it was like struggling up hills. Um, the engines, <laughs> the engine transmission, pretty good in the uh, 2020 Nissan Versa. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, you know, it, it didn't have that rattle when you got on the freeway at high speeds. Um, it felt pretty smooth. I, yeah, I, that was a big improvement as well. Because I drove the previous um, generation before once. We had this epic IKEA trip where we fit all my office furniture in a little Versa. <laughs> nice. And as I was singing the praises of the cargo space, but um, man, just driving that thing sometimes you're like, oh, hoping the hamster makes it till you get home. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have like a depression hotline that you could call while you're driving. Use the Bluetooth. <laughs> Um, the, the, the real cool thing is, is about the environmental impact of this too, because Nissan turned it around and tried to really lessen the footprint of this vehicle. And I guess, you know, if you just need a commuter car, you get an awful lot with Versa, uh, and still you get less environmental impact. You get good transport. I mean, I sat in the back seats. I wouldn't be a miserable 12-year-old in the back of this car. Why were you in the back, Nick? <laughs> well, <laughs> Carrie and I had to test out the back seats just for journalism. So you have That's to go right. you have to go That's sit right. in the back. Mm -hmm. I see. And get in the trunk. That's well, my favorite. Do you get in the trunk of cars? Yes. Uh, I can't see myself actually managing to I, get into the trunk of a car. Oh, I did it at the Ultima Nissan Ultima event. Did you? Yeah. Oh. You could nobody's put me in the trunk. There. <laughs> absolutely not despite the fact we've wanted to put you in the trunk of a car <laughs> whatever <never> <laughs> we're going for cargo nick, space <laughs> nick I, I gotta say i just looked the car up and i'm not seeing sexy either you should look at the old one next to the new yeah, one yeah i like and, the new and one and it got a massive dose of sexy compared it looks to the, really small it i mean well, it's the smallest car like carrie there's not what's in this segment with it the um i am the heavy accent yeah yeah the, um the toyota yaris oh um, 
what else is in there? This know, is we're, tr- um, we're trying to sell this to Megan. Real. We're trying to sell this to Megan, who's from Texas, and she likes big trucks. Those all sound completely unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> but for what's the starting price of this, Carrie? Uh, I think it's fourteen seven. Yep. is what it starts. Yeah, at. yeah see, fourteen yeah. seven. I mean, uh, wait a second. That's in your budget for Noah. That is in my budget. <laughs> That's in your budget for a new uh, car for Noah. But he's 5'9". Would he fit? Yeah, no, yeah. he's in the oh, front yeah. seat. Yeah. I think he would really fit. Really quite spacious inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a Mustang. I know he wants a Mustang. Dude, his head was almost touching the top of the Mustang we test drove last night. Yeah, they are pretty small inside those Mustangs. Uh, Kerry, uh, do you think... where? By the way, where can we read your review of this? Has it gone up already? Um, it will be going up. We do have a review up on autobytelfis.com. And then we're going to have a video as well. Excellent. I love that pop. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Kim <laughs> from autobytel.com. You can read a lot of the really good stuff that she writes there. And Carrie, it is an absolute pleasure always having you on the show. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Have a great day. We will do. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to drive with you next time uh, we do some stuff. Coming up, uh, we want to talk a little bit about the cars I've been driving, the Honda Civic and the BMW M850i. And Jen's going to tell you how she got the roof up and down in that vehicle. It's like magic. That's all coming up on the show. More Our Auto Expert. Don't forget, go to the website, listen to previous episodes of the show, and social media. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Our Auto Expert continues. Here's your host, Nick Miles. Welcome back to the show uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Start a conversation with us at OurAutoExpert.com or catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, OurAutoExpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see our automotive videos, and read inside car stories about our next ride, your next ride, or anybody of your friends' next ride. We will find it all at OurAutoExpert.com. Megan from MummyTravels.net and Jen, Truck Girl Jen in the studio. Um, I will tell you, Banff is a lot of fun for views, but being without cell phone service is tough. You didn't have cell phone uh, service up there? No, because what happens is as soon as you go on those amazing ride and drives that Volvo put together for those vehicles, that's what happens. You uh, you seem to vacate the uh, the cell phone areas. I mean, I had cell phone service when we were in the cities. Where we were on the uh, the ride and drives up in the mountains, beautiful views. Why should I be using my cell phone? Well, I have a business to run as well. So I was going to say when I drive with you, you make me drive, and then you just are on your cell phone the whole time. I wish that I had a staff of a thousand to take care of all these things, but you know, I have the, like TV stations calling me like, we can't download this video, so you end up having to send them car videos and stuff. The drive is amazing. The, the performance of the Polestar XC60 and V60, uh, amazing. We've got to drive the updated version of the XC90, which is their full-size SUV. That is amazing. They've changed the grille. Uh, they've updated some of the elements of the vehicle, uh, new wheels, and then we also got to drive the cross country which is the v60 version that's raised about an inch and it's got cladding on the outside uh it's back it used to be x xc70 was the cross country but now it's a v v60 cross country i would own either of the v60s absolutely hands down beautiful uh, swedish insides that you know just things like a uh, crafted glass shifter uh which comes from a really nice um I think it's a glass fashioning studio that's in Sweden uh, that does it. So these vehicles are still, uh, the the uh, the V60 put together in Sweden still, but the S60 is now made in on the East Coast. 
So South Carolina, I believe. I like the uh, the way their seats are made. The comfortable Volvo like the always you, have comfortable seats. Yeah, they like wrap around you. Yeah. And the lumbar support is pretty good too. <laughs> it's interesting that uh, when Megan and I talk about cars, when Jen and I talk about cars, uh, <laughs> completely Jen, Jen, different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what interests, especially when I talk to Megan, the first thing she goes to is there are vents in the back so my kids don't throw up, and is there enough places <laughs> to plug in their phone? And I'm like. Hey, does it go fast? <laughs> hey, Im- imagine a trip, Nick, where we drove across the state with them and they didn't have power or air. Oh, my goodness me. Were you, uh, were you like, wanting to commit some crimes against your children <laughs> by the time you got to where you were going? It would be bad. It would just be a disaster. Is it? Uh, your children are very vocal. You've taught them to speak up when they don't like something. Why, yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> Which I don't like about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like they'll tell me when they don't like something I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. They're they're pretty awesome kids. Uh, by the way, how are you doing with the finding a car for Noah? Well, we're still looking. So <laughs> we went and test drove a Mustang last night. And he he liked it, but then uh, we asked for the VIN number so that we could do the check. Yeah, where you check. You can see the VIN number on the windshield. It's, it's you just. Take I know, a picture but of it. we didn't take a picture of it. So then we had to ask the guy, and he told us that he had a small fender bender. Like the front end of that car was gone in the pictures that we found, so I was like, "Oh, nope, we can't buy move this. on." No, nope. but, it, but it's interesting. Like maybe you know. First of all, he he told you that when he gave you the VIN number. No, when right before we went test drove it, he said that it had had a small fender bender. Uh, okay, um, yeah, small fender bender and the front missing are two different things. Buying a car is hard. Buying a car is hard. And when you look at those reports, like how do you determine how much damage is too much damage uh, when it's been re- There are repaired? several sites, and we, we should we should talk about this and maybe have somebody on there. Are several sites that will tell you whether that car should have been written off, what the loss value was from the accident. Oh, wow. I had no idea. How much less the car is worth uh, now because it had the accident. There are those. Several Ar- of those websites you can go to. Ironically, the, the car that we test drove right before... The one we test drove last night was a Volvo. I used Volvo. And I just really love Volvo. I do, too. It's a well-made car. But also remember, when you're buying the first car for your kid, Jen's been through this. You're about to go through this. The repair bill is an absolute something you have to think about. And make sure that the car, the cost of ownership of the car that you buy is also, the, you know, not going to cripple you. Because if you buy a vehicle where parts are difficult, where they don't stock them anymore, where labor's tough, you know, something that's complicated that's going to go wrong a lot of times, it's going to be expensive to fix. Right. You have to fix older cars. That's just part of life. Uh, but if you buy an older car that's going to be a luxury vehicle that maybe the parts aren't available for, and it cost you, you know, a thousand dollars to do something that would cost you a hundred and eighty in a Japanese or American, you know, not luxury vehicle. That's something you got to remember. Hmm. Things Good to, to know. think about when you buy a new car. Of course, Jen bought an American car for her son, so everything was fine. <laughs> XT5 is a new Cadillac. Got refresh from mid-cycle. We're going to talk to James Hunter about that coming up on our Auto Expert. You're listening to our Auto Expert. It's our auto expert with Nick Miles. Welcome back to the show. Uh, locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest and the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll basically talk about it. Uh, I had a lot of fun being in Washington, D.C. area, the vineyards of Virginia, uh, driving the Cadillac XT6. 
which was a lot of fun. But uh, at that time, I got to see the brand new Cadillac XT5 as well, which uh, sort of was revealed at that portion to us. I mean, it's not the first time anybody's seen it, but uh, this has been a very big winner for Cadillac. Uh, it's sort of that perfect size for most f uh, growing families to get into. Um, and I, I actually probably would own one of these. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cadillac, and since sedans started to sort of drift away uh, in popularity, Cadillac launched the XT5, followed by the XT4, and now the XT6, so they have a full lineup. James Hunter joining us on the phone. Uh, James, has the Cadillac been a, the XT5 been a big hit for Cadillac? Oh, yes, it has, Nick. Uh, hey, thanks for having me, and uh, I'm excited to talk about the XT5, uh, uh, just as we were excited about launching the XT6. But yes, um, the XT5, um, well, we really launched the front-wheel drive version back in 2009, uh, and it was bashed the, X, the SRX, okay? And we changed the name when we went to the C1 architecture for the 2017 model year, where we renamed it the XT5. But over the entire horizon, it's been Cadillac's uh, volume leader, and uh, um, it's been a workhorse for us here in the in the division. And so you've got a sort of a, a refresh uh, this year uh, for for the next model year. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you changed on the vehicle, because I thought it was pretty perfect, but you updated it a little bit. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, so um, you know, we've been in the segment for a while now, so. We took all the learnings uh, over, the, over the life cycles. And uh, for the 2020 model year XT5, we kind of focused around packaging, um, technology and features, and refinement. Um, so for the model year uh, 20, we offer um, a new package, what we call Sport, uh, that goes along with the, the premium luxury. And then the Sport and the premium luxury models um, are differentiated by uh, design elements, both exterior and interior, and then also from a performance standpoint as well. So we ushered out uh, the new design language for the grills. Uh, so in 20 model year, you see a new interpretation of the front grill. We made uh, uh, the LED headlamps and the LED signature lamps and the LED corner lamps all standard. Um, so. Uh, the, each model uh, reflects that uh, headlamp setup. And then further differentiation took place on the side where when you look at the premium lux, you look at more of a um, chrome or ornate type appointments in the DLO and the side molding uh, as such. For the sport model, we kind of focus on more of a stealth, more of a muted look in that we uh, carry over the... the uh, the black gloss uh, molding around the windows that ties into the black grille. Uh, and then we also have specific wheels, new designs for both the premium Lux and the Sport. So as you can see, um, although it's, um, it's not a major, uh, we did a lot of things from a, a packaging standpoint uh, and uh, to create a more broader spectrum of product offering to appeal to a broader customer base. Um, I can go on and on and on. We got technology. <laughs> we got uh, uh, we added technology uh, and the infotainment 3.5. Everything that uh, we offered in the XT6, we poured it down to the XT5. Uh, we also made a lot of uh, uh, safety features standard. Uh, for example, board collision alert with pedestrian braking. 
the safety alert seat goes along with that. And we also have uh, features like a telebeam that we uh, we made standard as well. A what? And then the, then the refinement comes when we uh, added the nine-speed transmission that uh, allows a more smooth and predictable uh, torque delivery. And uh, um, it's just on and on and on. So we, we from a packaging standpoint, technology and features uh, and refinement, uh, we we improved the, the ride um, and handling characteristics, provided more isolation into the cabin by you know, putting in place noise abate, abatement type initiatives. So although, it, again, it's not the uh, overhaul, uh, we took an already good product and made it better. I have a million and one questions. First of all, Megan and Jan in the studio with us here, uh, sure. they, they wanted to know what uh, IntelliBeam was because they, they don't understand what that is. Okay, okay wait a minute. Sure. Wait, wait, well, wait. I didn't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Megan, Megan wants to know. Jen's now claiming that she's all good with that. It, it was me. <laughs> okay. You, you okay? I, it's just auto headlamps. Uh, it uh, automatically turns on your, your um, high beam headlamps uh, and turns it off when oncoming traffic. So uh, you don't have to activate the switch. What about your windshield uh, wipers? I really like that feature because it rains where I live every day. Oh, yeah, oh the rain sense, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the rain sense would auto-dry. Uh, it's it the little things. The, uh, moisture and activates the uh, windshield wiper, and then it also uh, uh, pumps the, uh, the caliber to, to dry off the brake uh, caliber. Yeah. <clears throat> the drum to, to provide a... Megan likes a it when, when the car does everything automatically. She's, uh, she's much happier that way, too, uh, James. The, I will tell you that one of the things that... Are gets, you calling me lazy? Yes, I am calling you lazy. <laughs> Uh, on the air. Uh, one of the things I love about uh, the Cadillac is doing is where it automatically pairs your phone with the near field communication in the XT6 yes. and the Ford. Does it do that in, in the XT5? Yes, it does. Yep, so, yep. So, we introduced it uh, with you guys back in DC, and uh, XT5 features the same, uh, same feature near field communications just by tapping the, the logo. Of course, uh, you properly put your settings on uh turn them the nfc on in your phone settings and just simply uh hold it up to the nfc and it automatically pairs it, it's amazing so i get into these new cars all the time and i always need to pair my cell phone uh, with the cadillacs you just i just basically tap my cell phone on the dash on where the where the sign is and it pairs automatically but you have an android yeah. Well, it does yes. it. It does it with yeah. anything that has near field communication. Which it, and the the thing about this is, I use uh, like Google Pay all the time and, and Samsung Pay. Uh, so I have my near field communication turned on all the time. So when I tap it on the car, it just does the pairing. And I showed it in the video that I did of the car uh, where we did it on on uh, Fox Morning News stations, and it, everyone was just like the anchors were calling me going. Wait, you, when you get into a car, you just tap it? Yeah, you do. But for me, it's great because I get into new... I mean, when you have a car and you own it, you probably don't need to pair the car all the time. That is one of the features I love about it. One of the features I was hoping that uh, Cadillac was going to filter out of the XT6 is the Super Cruise, which is the pretty much uh, the most advanced semi-autonomous feature, uh, semi-autonomous driving. Uh, that didn't arrive in the XT5. Is there any sign that Super Cruise may drift out of the XT uh, out of the CT6 in any time in the future? Uh, so of course, uh, this, that's a very popular technology for us, and it's uh, 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 groaning great reviews. Um, and then we announced uh, the fact that XT6 uh, will also feature, and we are. Uh, Understudying 
uh, all the opportunities where we can deploy this technology. And at this time, we have no announcement outside of what we've uh, just announced, uh, but suffice it to say that uh, uh, it, uh, it, it definitely... Uh, uh, you know, you know, everybody in the world wants it, James. I'm just telling yeah, you. Like, I, I, yep, yep, I, I get it, and uh, that's a good problem to have. All the, so all we're, 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 we're working and trying to prioritize and execute, and I'm sure there'll be more discussions and announcements. So. All right, I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'm going to hold my breath until you do it. I'm just going to hold my breath until you do it. He's not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, didn't you um, add a different engine this year? Oh, yes, uh, yep, yep, yep. We, uh, again... Uh, we added a two-liter um, turbocharged motor, um, and uh, this engine uh, uh, is offered as the standard motor on our luxury model and the standard motor on our premium luxury model. Uh, so we're excited about uh, this new engine that we will be offered, uh, not on sale just yet. Uh, in another few months, uh, we, we have it in the market. And then, of course, we have the proven uh, 3.6 uh, that's been a uh, uh, been well received since we launched the XT5, and then again uh, we married uh, both uh, motors with the uh, General Motors uh, uh, nine-speed that's new for Cadillac, and uh, it's uh, it's just a great pairing for, for both powertrains. I don't think many people realize that uh, having a a nine-speed makes so much of a difference to driving. Like it's so much smoother. You hardly yeah, notice it's, the changes. It's right. Yes, it it, 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 pr- it provides a broader bandwidth uh, for the development team to really tune in that driving characteristic that uh, uh, that uh, you come to know know as a uh, a, a pleasurable experience, uh, predictable uh, torque deliveries, linear, smooth, uh, responsive, um, and then they're able to tune in different driving characteristics if you get the premium luxury, or then if you get the sport. Uh, with, uh, which features the twin-clutch sport-control all-wheel drive system. Uh, with the chassis damping control, it just allows them to really uh, uh, bring it home in terms of uh, uh, developing the optimum vehicle dynamics setup. Uh, you know, one of the things that's funny for me is that uh, because cars like Cadillac are getting so good now, that um, you know, people can be worse drivers and you don't notice so often. <laughs> yes, uh, good point. Uh, good point. Uh, that uh, uh, twin clutch active drive control it kind of makes up for some mistakes if you don't hit the corner right, the apex, and got the right throttle and the right uh, thing going on in, in these terms. Uh, we got systems to to help you out there. So you're absolutely right there, Nick. And you can feel it uh, uh, very well too. Uh, you know, very very much when you drive those. Uh, spe- I always see the proof of the pudding of a driving of a car is on a canyon road and driving those roads uh you know in the xt6 you really proved what a great vehicle it was because we have windy roads up to the vineyard i haven't driven the new xt5 yet and i haven't test drove that new engine but i'm sure uh, that's going to be a surprise too and i have to tell you that i'm a big fan of blacking out vehicles now it's sort of the super fashion doing either bronze or black on a vehicle and i love the fact that you're doing that in the sport now because it appeals to sort of a younger generation the older yeah, generation tends exactly. to like the chrome and the younger exactly. generation yeah. likes the black uh, and it's funny because my spouse likes the chrome and i like the blackout so i painted <laughs> the wheels black on my that's suv right. and well, well, it, you know uh, in the luxury space um it's all about choice yeah um, and 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 if you plan in in that uh universe uh you want you want to tell it uh, so people can uh, pick something that uh, best fit them um and allowing us to 
uh, appeal to just a broader customer base. And the sport and the premium luxury uh, models allow us to do that. Excellent, James. Where can we find out more about the XT5? Well, Cadillac.com for starters, uh, and uh, you would find more about the all-new, uh, well, the, the, the powertrain as well as the new technologies and the new packaging uh, that we uh, announced for both the XT5 and XT6 and any other Cadillac products that uh, you may be interested in. So, Cadillac.com. Super Cruise, come on, Super Cruise. We want to see that in those vehicles. <laughs> James, yep. it's a great yep. pleasure having you on. Thank you for joining Thanks us for today. And of Thanks course, yep. you, thank you. You can go to our website, ourautoexpert.com, and you can see the video that I did in the XT6, and uh, probably your local Fox station will have it on uh, their website as well. You can see that. Uh, I do enjoy what they've done, and uh, seems to have come a long way with a lot of the technology in those brand new vehicles. Coming up on the show, it's packed for the next uh, hour or so. We're going to bridge the news, and then we're going to talk about... oh. Formula IndyCar, we're going to talk about fun facts, we're going to have one of the drivers on. That's all coming up on the show. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.